Hello everyone, and welcome back to yet another anime seasonal recap. The summer season has come and gone, for the most part, minus like one or two shows still lingering for some reason, because they started incredibly late. But they didn't make my top 10 list, so it doesn't really matter. So we're doing the top 10 recap, at least my top 10 shows that I think are worth watching slash the best 10 shows slash I don't know what the fuck the point of these episodes are at this point but I do them anyway so uh yeah it was a pretty banging season kind of like most of 2022 has been uh there are actually quite a few honorable mentions that could have probably for them uh, I'd say for the most part any of them could have made the 10th spot uh it was just that kind of stacked of a year or year of a season and boy, boy, does uh, the fall season look to be picking up where the summer season left off. We won't get too much into that, but for obvious reasons, we're here for recap for what you should have watched slash should watch from this past season. But boy, uh, if you are a fan of anime, you're going to have some pretty good shit to look forward to for this com- this current season that's starting right now. With, I mean, when you got Chainsaw Man, Spy Family, and Mob Psycho all at the top, just, just the top three, like, goddamn, that's a solid season. But, uh, I'll talk about that in three months when that, when the fall season ends. So, we will get right into this little old recap here, the top ten. Uh, coming in at the ten spot is Dropkick on My Devil, season three. I guess it's X, uh, from Studio, the studio behind this one is Nomad, which I looked into because I, I was, I always find it interesting what other shows, some of these studios that aren't as well known, like Your Bones, Your Trigger, JC Staff, Cloverworks, you know, like A1 Pictures, all these that do a shitload of anime. When Nomad, not as well known, and really the only thing they're kind of known for is uh, the other seasons of this show. <clears throat> I think they had one or two other shows that had pretty good ratings on my anime list, but nothing too crazy or popular. Um, if you are not aware of this, it's kind of just a slice of life show of a demon that lives with a girl who summoned her who's, like, OP strong as hell. Uh, it's kind of just a dumb slice-of-life comedy show, but uh, I binged the first two seasons before... Go, but as the season started, so I kind of just sped-run through most of it. I will say, season three is probably not my favorite of the three, but it was still pretty good. Uh, added a couple new characters. Uh, it, it's just... It's a pretty darn good comedy, I'll be honest, and that's kind of what put it on here. Um some of the quirks behind certain characters it just was like oh oh my god this show is it made for me yes kind of and so i had to put it on here although when we get to on again i'm teasing the honorable mentions but there there's one show that i'm probably should have put on here because it was kind of quite literally made for me but we'll get to that in a bit but oh yeah if you like a silly stupid comedy show uh this is for you one of the notable things about this show for this season was the fact that Hatsune Miku is in it a lot, and I don't really know why, but it was kind of funny to just see her show up in a bunch of memes all over the place. Um, so yeah, I definitely recommend the series uh, if you don't 
if you're not crazy about the first two seasons, I mean, obviously, don't keep watching it, but I really enjoy it and think it's definitely one to watch, and that's why it comes in here at the 10th spot. Moving on to number 9, um, probably surprising for me to have this one so low. It's Don Machi Season 4. Uh, I think part of the reason it's this low in a top 10 list for me is, one, I kind of already knew everything was going to happen this season, and it wasn't a super exciting season overall, but because it's core one of two for season four, that well, I really had no say in where I ranked it, but um, it does leave me wanting more. By the end of it, I'm like, oh, okay, shit, I really want to know how this is going to finish, and you're like, okay, you got to wait. Till I think maybe January. Hopefully it's in the winter season of 23, but who knows. Um, nothing new here. If you're not a Don Malachi fan, it's not for you. Uh, I don't know how much of a overall uh, recap, overview of these shows. There's a lot of shows that have that are on their multiple, multiple seasons in this list. Uh, and when you're on season four, I mean... Or I guess if you don't know Don Machi being the shortened version of Is It Wrong to Try and Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, um, it is a it is a fantasy show with a lot of gods and goddesses involved with regular people and obviously something that resonates with me and I'm a big fan of because if you incorporate mythology, mythology into whatever you're doing, I'm like, yeah, baby, give me more of that. I don't know why, but I'm a little slut for some mythology references. Um, it's a wild power fantasy, not gonna lie, because the character's got one of the most OP fucking abilities, I feel like, in a lot of these types of shows. The ability to just grow super fast and level up incredibly fast, kind of like solo leveling on crack. Um, but, uh, definitely not for everyone. It plays into... It's very etchy, not very etchy, but there's etchiness, you know. Every it's your stupid ter- stereotypical. All the girls want to get with main character Coon Bell, but uh, I like where in season three the story starts to turn, where you get a better idea of some of the bigger players in the world as a whole, and that it's not as simple as going to the dungeon to get stronger. Uh, there's some there's some other shit going on. Um, so season three gives you a little insight into that, and season four kind of picks up uh, where they try to go deeper into the dungeon for the first time. And I, I like every bit of these types of shows and stories. You just keep fighting stronger enemies so you can get stronger. But there's a lot of interesting and cool character development, I think, in just these 11 episodes. And I'm really looking forward to seeing it continue in the second core early next year. I I, I, I will use this as a moment to say I still hate that we're getting seasons that are split up. Um, it, it's becoming a real trend of, oh, it's season two, core one. Or like with fucking Spy Family, like season one, part one, and then you take a season off, and then the second part comes out. I get it, it's probably to help with crunch, and from that standpoint, I'm not going to complain, because if it if it better benefits the the people making the anime, then okay, I'll, I'll grit my teeth and get used to it. But it's just really weird 
when you're watching something weekly to get halfway through it and then have to wait three months and then pick it back up uh it's it's a lot more uh palatable towards or focused towards the binge watching i guess because if you just wait forever until the whole thing's out and then just watch it you get the whole thing in one sitting um me still clinging to appointment television as much as i can i still like watching shit week to week uh, it doesn't feel as much of a time commitment when you're only taking a little bit of time each day or each week to watch one thing rather than in one in a couple days watching 15 hours or something um so there's my little gripe again that i know i've done multiple times about this this core shit and then yeah you also have the attack on titan thing that takes it almost to a whole nother level where i the naming convention for those seasons is fucking ridiculous at this point but what are you gonna do um we will keep the train a moving coming in at the number eight spot the yakuza's guide to babysitting uh this is studios feel and gaina which i thought was kind of interesting because i don't know if i had heard of either of those um and then when i looked into it i was like oh i'm a actually kind of a big fan of a lot of the stuff that feel has done uh my teen romantic comedy snafu and hina matsuri are two Oh, and they did Suki Gakiere, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. And if you have not watched it, you should definitely do that right now. Stop what you're doing. Maybe not stop what you're doing, but put it at the top of your watch list. It's fucking awesome. Um, and then when it comes to Gaina, Gaina, G-A-I-N-A, I don't really know. Um, yeah, they haven't done a whole lot. And I think just to help partner with some shit. So, overall... Animation, very good. Uh, it's another show with a little kid that is cute as buttons. And, I mean, need I say more? You're basically instantly on a top ten list of mine for a season if you have a cute little child uh, doing cute things the entire show. Um, and then it's there's a weird Yakuza aesthetic going along with it. So it's an interesting match. Um, if you're not into those types of shows, which I know many people probably are not, uh, I am, I think, on the outlier of cute, anything doing cute things is um, immediately put to the top of my yes list. Um, yeah, there's not a whole lot. Slice of life, he gets a little, you know, you have you have character development, the big bad Yakuza guy trying to, the, the Yakuza boss seeing he's like fucking crazy. He's like, I'm going to make you not as crazy and you're going to watch my daughter all the time. And the escapades that they get into. Uh, very cute show, very heartwarming show uh if if you're i mean god i don't think there's a whole lot of slice of life on this list this year or this season which is probably good because sometimes i feel like i get railroaded into slice of life cute girls doing cute things shows uh which i guess technically one of those will come up later but it's way more than that so i don't really count it that much but um i don't really know how much more to say about this one it was just really good uh flowed well Oh, yeah, I forgot I sometimes talk about flow and all that shit. Uh, yeah, it's just good. Solid eight spot. It was, I, the first, of, of the, of these first three shows, this one overall best quality, I would say. I think Don Machi had some really good animation in the fight scenes, but, uh, you know, it's Don Machi. It's just a lot of screaming 
<laughs> that's not true. It's not Black Clover. But um, he, he, he accused this guy to babysitting. Pretty darn good, I would say. I don't know if I gave it an 8 out of 10, but if not an 8, definitely a 7, 7.5. I don't usually give half scores because that's weird. But um, yeah, another solid entry for this season. This is where it kind of get now from 7 to 4. I could almost interchangeably put any of these next four shows. Uh, I think they're all pretty much on the same tier of show. I don't know if I gave them all eights. I feel like I did. Um, there were the the top end of this season was pretty crazy. I did drop a couple things, as I have been more recently. Just with if it's just absolute trash, like. I'm not. I, I'm no longer gonna just watch it just to add it to my list on my anime list. Um, but coming in at number seven, the long-awaited se- second season to High School of the Elite. Um, th- this one, it, it's just good. It's just I, I missed the escapades of season one, um, and just seeing all the scheming that uh, Ayana Koji gets up to the main character. But doing it behind, you know, other people and kind of just doing it from the background and not being the face of everything. I mean, it's your stereotypical emotionless badass protagonist, but I just like the twist they do on it of him giving the total appearance of just being a normal little pleb, but he's actually like incredibly strong, incredibly smart, and always scheming better than literally everyone else at a school that all anyone else is doing is scheming. Um, there's some weird, uh, fan service shots in this show, though, that kind of, even for me, I'm like, what do we do? This has nothing to do with the type of show it is. But if you like schemey shows, this one's definitely for you. It's been a really long time, I feel like, since I watched the first season. I don't remember if it was, I don't remember if I watched that as it aired or right shortly after, but it's been, like, five years, it seems like, since season one came out. Um... So it was cool to see that. Uh, it's one that if if it wasn't originally a light novel, I think I would 100% have picked up reading. But uh, y'all know me in reading. The only light novel I have been able to get the uh, gusto to actually read is Damachi, which is probably like the fucking worst one. Um, if it, I think it has a manga as well, but I'm never, I'm never crazy about reading manga for original light novel adaptations but you know who knows um i think i saw last time i was buying manga that um they they split it to year two which i think year one's run has like at least 15 books which are like jesus christ these light novels can go on for fucking ever and it's terrifying but um yeah if if you like again, like the scheming, schemey shit, this is this is for you. Wait, why does the hell is Oh, and they did announce that there will be a third season, which is pretty sweet that we'll get more uh more here soon. I'm trying to remember I don't know how to actually another studio I don't really know how to pronounce. Uh Lurch, <laughs> maybe L E R C H E. Uh the E throws me off. Uh, other things that they've done is Assassination Classroom, one of my favorite monster musume, 
Um, also, they've done a lot of stuff as a studio that whose name I don't like actually recognize that well, but um, they've put out some real quality shit in the last like five to ten years. So, to really no surprise, this season also kind of just knocks it out. Uh, it's pretty good. I, I it's hard to say if I think this is better than the first season though. I think I might like it more, but it's it's hard to tell. They're pretty they're pretty darn close. Uh, you got a lot more character development from Ayana Koji, and you just knew jack shit about him season one, and so the most, some of the stuff that gets revealed about him in this season, which again isn't a whole lot, but you're like, god damn, dude, this kid's got a <laughs> fucked up life. But uh, yeah, it's a really really good entry. Uh, for season two, as is some of these other some of the other shows that are about to come up with that also have season two, um, coming in at number six, I don't normally do this. I feel like I I would usually wait for the whole thing to be out, but uh, Al Ashi's second core, so the second half of Al Ashi, uh, it premiered last season during the spring season. And it finished up this season. It did. It did the good, good where it has twenty four episodes, and it just aired twenty four episodes. You love to see it. Awesome. Definitely one of the better sports anime. I feel like we've gotten in a long time. Since I mean, Haikyuu is kind of the standard of recent. Of, of I don't. I don't want to say modern because I feel like Slam well, Slam Dunk is older. Uh, Kuroko no Basket is not for everyone. And, I mean, if you count uh, Yuri on Ice, <laughs> whatever. But, oh, and, and obviously I'm forgetting the greatest sports anime of of all time, Chihaya Furu. Um, don't at me. It's a fucking sports anime, and it's fantastic. I don't care if it's the Japanese card game, Karuta. I think that's how you say it. Karuta. Uh, it is fucking amazing and is is my favorite is it my favorite show of all time maybe um it's definitely 10 out of 10 uh, i don't know if it's my favorite of all time but it's one of my few 10 out of 10 shows um anyway al ashi great soccer anime which i think we're getting another one another soccer anime this season so i don't know what the hell's going on with that if it's a world cup thing or what but um this one's definitely a show i hope that continues to get more of it adapted um i might look into picking up the manga to be completely honest because it does a really good job it's one thing that i how i gauge how well a sports anime is do you learn shit you never knew about the sport if you aren't like an expert in it like if you just watch soccer or football do you like if you just casually watch it can you learn more about like the in, like the inside baseballness of whatever sport it is? And I think this one does a really good job of doing that. And that's that's why it's kind of this high up there. It's the characters are all very interesting and have their own different motivations and the seeing the different characters clash within the team and how that affects the overall team dynamic, I thought was done very well. Um and it it was a little it was a lot nicer to see a sports anime where everyone's not buddy buddy goody two shoes. Oh, let's go to the nationals. Um, this is real high level soccer where people have their livelihoods on the line. Like this is what they want to do for their careers. And if you don't succeed, what are you gonna do with your life? And then you have to contemplate that a lot. And uh, it was again really good. 
honestly, if I was taking the whole se- if I ranked the whole thing, the whole season, uh, it probably it'd definitely be higher than just six on this list. But just the one core, I thought the first core was better, uh, just because there was more introductory introductory like meeting characters, and that was I thought cooler than getting into like I mean four episodes is like one match maybe it was three but you know it did it does one of those one of the haiku things where like I think I think what season three it might be of haiku is just one match the whole the whole fucking season is one match um which is awesome it's done really well when you do it right and that they did it well here who the fuck cares but um not not a whole lot of actual I guess story development character development sure but not story development um so yeah Ao Ashi definitely that that one is is a big old recommend I think because it's a sports anime it is a lot easier to approach uh than <laughs> cute girls doing cute things um and I don't really know if this next one technically qualifies as cute girls doing cute things but Shadow's House season 2 comes in at number 5 I held off picking up the manga for this one because I knew it was going to continue to get adapted. Um, I will say with 100% certainty that season one I liked more, mostly because season two's pacing, not not that it was slow, but I just like, I want more. I want to get, I wanted to get to some of the what the fuck's going on a lot faster, but I understand in the anime pacing why they did it the way that they did. Um, definitely makes me think that if I was reading the manga, the pacing would have been a lot better. I don't want to say perfect because I haven't read it, but definitely a lot better. Um, that said, love the characters in this, uh, the concept of, they finally revealed a twist, which I won't say here, although it's pretty goddamn obvious after season one, what it is. Um, but the, the whole idea of having a unknown shadow quote shadow body and a human that looks identical to them uh that should kind of give away what the twist eventually becomes but um it's just a really cool dynamic and the power structure that is woven into the uh hierarchy of the house and how the younger kids slash teens uh, where they fall in the hierarchy compared to the shadow, the older shadows and their uh, human partners, it, it's it. You get a lot more insight into that this season, and it was that part was really cool. Uh, I hope again another one, another sequel that I just hope get continues to get adapted. Uh, if I find out that it will never get another season, I'm definitely picking up the manga. Because I want to know how this one ends. Um, I'm not as hopeful of it being like, oh, this is just going to be a banger of an ending after the season, season two. Um, just because I think they, unless there's a crazy fucking twist that, that it'll eventually throw, it seems kind of like, oh, this is what we're building. This is what's going to probably happen. I get it, whatever. Um, but again, who knows? It might be might be a little bit different. We, I, I might be surprised. Who knows? Um, and then coming in at number four is Overlord Season 4, which honestly, other than the first season, might be my favorite season of it because 
it's basically the culmination of what season two and three were kind of building for. Like something actually happened. <laughs> my gri- my kind of personal gripes with season two and three, if I can remember correctly, uh, was a lot of oh they're building towards something and there's some there's some conflicts, but there's not like like where's the oomph? Where's the gravitas of uh, big things happening in the world and Boy, oh, does uh, big things happen at the end of uh, end of this season. Um, a weird musical number in the last episode that I've seen people on the internet being like, what the fuck? Uh, I thought it was kind of cringy, not going to lie. But um, I, it, it was it was it was an overall good season. Again, plot stuff happened. Some crazy shit happened. He Heinz Ulgon is now actually like a ba- evil badass and doing fucked up shit. And I'm like, hell yeah. I didn't know if he was actually going to do it. But he did. Um, great cast of characters, although... Who... I'm trying... Albedo... Albedo? I think that's how you say her name. Uh, got a lot more screen time this season. It's been interesting to see how season to season different characters have gotten more or less screen time. Um, but again, very good. I, I would say this is, this is up there with season one for me on, wow, this is, this is good. Um, is, and it's studio madhouse, which I feel like I haven't seen a lot from them recently, unless I have, and just haven't known it. Uh, one thing I will say though, is the CG is still pretty bad. <laughs> There's their CG is not great. Um, yeah. So I guess before I go into my top three, which I feel like if, if you if you are a actual anime fan, these should have been pretty goddamn high up your top whatever of the season list anyway. So the, the actual shows themselves I don't think will be that much of a surprise. The order might be. I don't know. Um, it was pretty uh, easy for me to have this be my top three. But um, some other shows this season that I just wanted to shout out, whether they're good or bad, because um, one of them wasn't, I don't think, great. Uh, starting off with The Devil is a Part-Timer, season two, it was okay. It was cool to see it back, and they have clearly hinted, or they've announced we're getting a season three. But, um, you know, the whole shtick of what made I felt like what made season one so great is that he's working at McRonald's the whole time and then he's there for like two minutes in the first episode I felt like and then he's never there and it's just other other shit not that I say it was bad but it wasn't as interesting or funny um it, it I mean not to say and again it there were funny parts it is a technical it is technical it's a comedy Oh my god, the tags are comedy, fantasy, romance, supernatural. That's just a lot. Um, there's definitely funny parts. Alice Ramos uh, is a great new character. Uh, I th- Well, it's a child, so her voice actress is adorable. And so, yeah, I liked her as a character. I thought, I thought she's cute, okay? God. Um, definitely interested to see where season three goes, because if it's going to be more... Uh, demons versus angels kinds of shit. I, I I don't know. It just doesn't have the same charm. I don't think that the first season did. But it was real. It's still really cool to see it finally 
get it season two. Um, Parallel World Pharmacy is an isekai, a pharmaceutical isekai, which is, I'm only shouting this one out because I was like, oh, this is, I know we've had drugstore in another world kind of shit, but this dude's like an actual doctor and then comes and is like, oh, I'm going to advance medicine a shitload and somehow get a monarch who doesn't think I'm fucking crazy and wants to burn me to a stake because magic exists in this world and you can explain it with magic. I know that was a mouthful, but um, this one, the, the premise is kind of a stretch, but it was a very interesting uh, deviation on the isekai bullshit that we just keep getting. God damn. Um, I have to shout out this one. When when will Ayumu make his move? Which I don't even think this entire season I knew that that was the title of this show. But it's just a slice of life high school show that centers around Shogi. And because Shogi's involved, it's I have to say. I have to mention it. Um, the OP has one of the most adorable like dance sequences in it that I've seen in a long time. And that is also why it's on here. Which reminds me, I'm trying to think of any of the other shows that I mentioned if they had just awesome OPs. And we haven't gotten to it yet because one of the top three definitely... The two and the top three shows were where it was at for OPs and EDs. Although Overlords was pretty damn awesome. I, I, I loved that OP. Uh, so two other ones... Uh, Uncle from Another World, which honestly would have probably made the top 10, because that, actually, saying what I was saying, that had a really cool eight, uh, OP. The art style for it was very 8-bitty, uh, which falls into the whole purpose of that one. Uh, the only reason why this one really didn't make it into the actual top 10 list is because it's not done yet. Uh, I think it's almost done if you've watched, if you watch it on the high seas. But it's a Netflix anime that started airing it like three weeks after it was uh, started being aired in Japan. Like, Netflix. I'm not going to go on another rant here, but uh, get fucking come on, dude. Jesus Christ. Uh, why are we still doing this, for fuck's sake? Um, and then the one that really should have probably been at 10, and I'm kind of surprised it didn't, but here we are, is Prima Doll, which I'm... For an original anime, I thought it was really in an interesting concept. Uh, it's basically like a post-war environment where, <laughs> get this, cute little robot girls were the main, like, not generals, but are, like, w soldiers that could control other just, you know, iRobot-looking robots to fight. Um, they, they could control a shitload of them at once to, you know, better coordinate and, and crap. And it takes place after the war and these robots that are still functional having to basically cope with no longer being soldiers but they're robots. So like what the fuck you're programmed for one thing and you're interesting concept. I will put it at that. Uh, but it is a it is very much a cute girls doing cute things show running a cafe. So <laughs> what like uh, made for me um, but it isn't an original show and I love seeing decent original shows for some reason and i don't really get why but it never got above seven and i'm like this is a good show i don't care what the fuck anyone tells you if you're gonna dog on it it's not bad uh but is it perfect no but overall i thought it was fine like the animation's good the voice acting's great i don't do you not like the concept that's fine it's not for you but i was very surprised because it doesn't seem like it's that hard for a show to maintain a 7 out of 10 on my anime list. 
and and this one not interesting surprised me to say the least um but okay those were the oh wait i have to mention the one smut show of the season because jesus christ i actually thought this one would be very don machi e uh what is the official title of this? Harem in the Labyrinth of Another World. I know. Very similar to the Don Manji full title. Um, the one thing that was interesting about this show is it's like, oh, dude who wants a harem. And he actually fucks. Uh, but because of that, you can't see half the episodes. Um, but the reason why this show sucks complete dog shit is because the pacing is one of the most horrendously slow pacings I've ever fucking seen in a show. Like, on the cover art for all of it, there's five girls that are in the harem. Girl 2 doesn't show up till episode 9? No, episode 10. The last three episodes, I think, is when she first shows up. She first shows up at the very end of 10, She's and then she's in 11 and 12. And then the final ED of the last episode is showing him gathering the other three girls. What the fuck? I was in this for some crazy crazy enough. He like fucks all of them. It's like this is basically a porno, but like this show as a anime, absolute shit. If you want to watch it on like Kiss Anime or some shit or wherever you find hentai, might be decent because boy, do they fuck a lot and boy, can you not see any of it. One of my favorite things when uh an anime does show like risque shit like that is when they just straight up like little boxes over the whole like you literally cannot see a single frame and I love it it's funny but that show sucked dick so um don't watch that one unless you know you know why you're watching it in which case don't watch it on a streaming ser- on an anime streaming service because like I said you can't you can but you can't you get it um so yeah let's move into the top three uh, coming in at number three for me, I think could be a lot of people's favorite show of the season, and I kind of understand why, and that is Call of the Night. This is a show that uh, the manga fans have been raving over, um, and I get why. Um, when it first start came out, I, I tried to pick it up, and the there's something about, and I know it's just chapter one, but there's something about chapter one where I was like, I don't give a fuck about this. And then I watched the first episode of the anime, and I was like, oh, they just adapted literally the first chapter, and I don't fucking care. But I stuck with it, and boy, it's good. Uh, it is a vampire show, strangely enough. I know. I didn't actually... Well, they kind of explained that right up, right at the front. But um, the, the art is very good. Uh, the way they depict nighttime is gorgeous. Um, the character interactions are very interesting and it gets into some pretty deep themes later on about like goals and purposes for like things you want to do in life a little bit and it just I thought it was done very well um it, get, it get, gives you a couple little twists and turns that didn't really expect because after a couple episodes I was going what where where, where where are we going with this what are we what are we gonna where's the end point? of this show slash story. Um, still don't know, but, well, I guess there is a kind of obvious, this is where it's supposed to end. But um, a lot of room for, like, I don't really know what's going to happen between the beginning and the end. Um, but every time it, it would slowly give you more of the world and other characters that are in it, uh, I, I was I was on board and continued one 
to want more. I ho- really hope this gets another season because uh, that first season was very good. The OP and ED is by the same band, which doesn't happen a whole lot, I don't think. Uh, both slap. Uh, certified bangers, maybe. I don't know. I haven't listened to the whole songs that much, but um, the OP and ED cuts, so it's good shit, good shit. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't have a whole lot more to say on Call of the Night, just that I really liked it. Uh, and yeah, it's just really good. Moving on to number two, um, to my dismay, this would have probably dismay. To, I I would have probably thought this would have been my favorite show going into the season. Um, so it's kind of surprising a little bit that it's not my number one. But Made in Abyss season two coming in at number two. Um, I fucking love this world. Uh, Made in Abyss season one is one of my favorite shows. Um, the Bone Drood arc movie fan fucking tastic if you haven't seen it um and you should see it because it's the arc that takes place in between season one and season two so you'll be pretty fucking lost if you have not seen that movie before watching this season um i know i was talking to chris about this because he is also a huge maiden abyss fan um and will eventually watch season two but um this has the most incredible pacing per episode of a show I've seen in a really long time. Like, you sit down to watch this, you blink, and the episode's over. And you're like, oh my fucking god, what the, what? Uh, for that reason, and it kind of ended up working out for me, uh, it's one of the few times I I think I might actually recommend you binging this one. Because, well, you have to, basically, now. you didn't wa- If you didn't watch it already, um... It's definitely a better binge watch than a week-to-week watch just because there's like you get all this information, but it's done in a way that you're just like, oh, the episode's over. I want to keep watching. And when you're watching it week-to-week, you're like, oh, fuck, I can't. I got to wait a whole week? Shit. Um, I was a little concerned that they weren't going to be able to finish it because it was only 12 episodes, and I got to uh, – because I, I, I've read this whole arc, so I know what happens um, – I'm caught. I'm caught up on the manga, and I, so I was going into the last episode, going shit. I feel like they need. They're gonna need one more episode to fully to fully finish this. And then to my point about the pacing, it took me until like 35 minutes in to the final episode to realize it was a 45 minute final episode. So it's basically a double a double feature episode. Um, and damn, I mean, Kevin Pinkin, keep doing what you're doing, dude, because the music that you have for this show is so fucking good it just sets the tone so well uh i know there's a lot of anime that use that use sound in the music very well uh to build hype or emotion proper emotion depending on what the type of scene it is is but man made in abyss is right up there with some of the best in using the music to just make you feel like you're you are fully invested in everything that's going on uh, surprisingly, not a lot of our main girl, uh, Rico. Rico? Oh my god, am I going to forget her name? No, it's Rico. Yeah. A lot, not a whole lot of Rico in this season. It's a lot of Reg and the new character, Faputa. Um, but, oh god. I. This is the one where I go, oh, I can't wait for more of it to get adapted. But um, here's the, here's the thing 
ladies and gentlemen. Um, they're pretty much caught up to the manga right now, and this manga comes out slow as dicks. Like, we might get one chapter... Well, I think the Western translation is generally done whenever the new volume comes out in Japan. So, they got like a volume a year if you're lucky. Um, So, it's going to be a minute before we get another adaptation. Unless whatever the... Unless person who does this like starts speed running shit which i don't really want them to do because even the manga itself is the art is just fan fucking tastic so i'm i'm kind of like yeah you take your time but oh man is it gonna have to suck i mean it's probably five years at best is my guess before we get either another movie or, or uh, yeah either another movie or another season of made in abyss and oh I mean, I'm, it's kind of cool because it'll be around, but goddamn, do I just want... It's like one of those where I, I want it to end so I know how it ends, but I, I have no idea how far into this we are. I, I think I've told Chris... I mean, we, this could be a shorter one because I think they're at around 50 or so chapters. 50, 60, I think. Shit, I don't, I don't actually know. But I could easily see this not being an incredibly long manga. Uh, like 120 chapters maybe, or being like 300, but I don't know, and I doubt it gets that long, because it just seems like, oh, I mean, shit, Rico's pretty damn close to the bottom of the abyss right now, so unless you get down there and it's some crazy shit you have to do after that, uh, I don't know, I just don't know how much more there's going to be story-wise, but who knows, it seems like <laughs> every time she goes deeper, oh, that's a weird thing to say, um, as the story goes, they find really interesting... Like, this whole arc is kind of just like a side quest. <laughs> to to introduce Faputa. So, unless Faputa is going to be really important, which I'm guessing she is, because she's kind of butt-fucking-crazy strong. Um, you know, if there's, like, if there's going to be more characters introduced that get their whole, like, three-volume arcs, like, okay, this thing's going to be long as shit. But, uh, who knows? But uh, I think that's enough of my love for Made in Abyss as we will move on to, hands down, by far, my easily, easily number one show of the season. It really, like as much as I loved Made in Abyss, it really wasn't even fucking close. And that is Licorice Recoil. Oh my god, did I... Talk about a show literally fucking made for me. Um, Everything about this show is fantastic. One of the best voice acted shows I've seen in a minute the main character, it her, she, the the voice actress for the main character. Hold on, let me find it. Where is this? Because it's not a super popular. Uh, it was it was decently popular. Uh, nope, that's not it. Uh, uh, Chica Anzai. Uh, girl, you fucking nailed this shit. And like, round of a fucking applause. I. It, man, every line was just delivered fantastically. Uh, big, big fan. And I'm trying, I'm as I'm scrolling right now at some other voice acting roles that she's had, and it doesn't look like she's had a lot of, like, lead roles, which is a damn shame because she was incredible. Uh, she's had some. That's not true. I just lied. I'm sorry. Uh, damn good. But overall, even even the other 
voice acting performances are great. The animation was beautiful and fantastic. The OP, awesome. The ED, banger. I mean, it's it is technically, you could technically call this a cute girl's doing cute things show, but it's kind of just like an army of, I think Mother's Basement described it as like John Wick, but like with cute girls or some shit. And that's kind of right, mostly because like, it's ba- the the premise of the show is that uh, the main character, what is her name? Uh, Chisato uh, works as a, oh fuck, what are they called? I can't remember. The organization is DA, uh, but I'm blanking on, oh, they're licorice, duh. Um, they're kind of like secret police that intercept crimes before they happen, and it's part of like a government cover-up to be like, there's no crime, because, you know, we we stopped it before it could ever happen, and like they murder the shit out of people. Um, but the main character has, I don't know if, it's like, I guess you could say a superpower, but she has such good fucking depth perception and eyeballs that um, she can see and predict the path of bullets, so she can just dodge bullets, and it's fucking crazy. Um, I don't know if I'm selling it to you that well, but it's fan-fucking-tastic. Um, the ending didn't land as perfectly, and that is not a criticism, as perfectly as I would like, because if it did, this would be a 10 out of 10. But um, it, not to say it was like, eh, oh, that's tropey, but I mean, it was a, it was a good ending. Which sometimes for again, this is an original anime too. Sometimes original animes can just fuck shit up. I'm looking at you, uh, Wonder Egg Priority. I still haven't forgiven you for what you've done. God damn it, you were the chosen one. And then Licorice Recoil was like, "Bitch, please, we're the chosen one." Um, but yeah, I highly recommend everyone give this one a shot. Um, again. It is very much up my alley. I don't know if it's for everyone, because like I said, Call of the Night seemed to be a lot more, a lot higher for most people as like the their favorite show. But uh, nah, for me, it's Licorice Recoil, and it is definitely an anime of the year contention, even though this year is fucking stacked. So again, as a little plug, you know the. <laughs> The last, the final season of the year, the fall season, is starting right now, and there's certain shows have already begun airing. Um, as I say, Licorice Recoil could be in show of the year contention. Uh, Chainsaw Man's gonna probably contend for that. It, it's just been a wild year so far, and I, I'm looking forward to and dreading doing my year recap because it's. I have no idea what I'm going to do format-wise this year, but um, it, there's going to be some good-ass shows to talk about, so that's exciting. But uh, with that, I guess, okay, so I'll run... With that, we're there at the end, and I will run through my top ten one last time. Again, these are the shows that are a combo of my f- top ten favorite shows and shows I think are worth you to watch if you missed a bunch of shit and had a life unlike me 
and weren't able to just watch anime all the time. So coming in, number 10, Dropkick on My Devil Season 3, which is also just a recommendation. I will say if it's multiple seasons, I recommend watching the whole show and all the seasons. Uh, so Dropkick on My Devil Season 3, Don not, number 9, Don Machi Season 4, Number eight, The Yakuza's Guide to Babysitting. Number seven, High School of the Elite Season 2. Number six, Ao Ashi, The Second Half, or Second Core. At number five, Shadow's House Season 2. At number four, Overlord Season 4. Uh, number three, Call of the Night. At two, Made in Abyss Season 2. And rounding out the list, at number one, Licorice Recoil. So, yeah, that, there you go. There is your summer season recap slash recommendations. Uh, I will see you all again in three months to do this again for the fall season. And then probably very shortly after that for the overall year recap or however the fuck I decide to do that this year. No idea. You know, open to suggestions. But uh, with that, I'm going to sign off. Uh, I'm not doing the normal shit Chris does because that's what Chris does. So uh, go follow us. Tell friends. Like the Twitter. Yeah, you know what to do. Slash not do because none of you do it. But yeah, thanks. Goodbye.